0: There's another squad
1: attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast. I'm your host, Shay, joined, as always, by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how is it going today? It's going pretty well. I finally
0: have my mic set up right, so I'm ready to dive in. Yep,
1: we're good. We're good. This is your weekly Apex Legends podcast. We got a good one for you guys today. How we're going to be going through some reviews as always, talking about news, looking at crypto for a big portion of this episode, and then looking at like ranked overall as it is and how to kind of play it in our takeaways from playing a whole ton of ranked this split. Diving into a legend concept and then wrapping up with some questions. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. And if you want to support us, please consider joining us on Patreon. Get access to two extra podcasts every month amongst tons of other benefits. Links in the description. We're close to hitting our goal and beginning the stream. So, if you guys want to support, that would be a huge help and just more content for you guys as well. Uh, With that, though, let's dive into the first review. Henry, take this one away. All righty. So, coming from Big Steve, great topics and knowledgeable
0: hosts. Thank you, sir. That's true. Fantastic show. I love the way you guys focus in on one topic each episode. It's a great way to keep the show fresh and really allow for new listeners to go back and explore older episodes. Just got back into ranked this season after not playing it since Season 2. I've climbed from Bronze 4 to Plat 4. I'm on Xbox as well with the gamertag Steve. So now that I know all your tricks, I'll be looking to send you guys back to the lobby if our paths ever cross. Thanks for the content. Keep it
1: up. Man, we're just being sent back to the lobby by number 5 Pred right now, so I hope you send me back instead. That'd be a great mix-up, Steve. It would feel
0: really nice. Uh, I'm telling you that ranked is now starting to change for you yeah like four is fun as you get higher in plat and going into diamond uh you're playing with the best of the best on xbox it's gonna come point. to
1: a new level you know and thanks so much for saying that the older episodes are something people can dive back in and explore that's something we really try and focus on you know outside of the new segments as always uh but yeah i'm glad that you guys um we've seen some data that shows that you guys have listened to the past episodes and that's huge like means a lot to us
0: for sure. And if you're looking for teammates and ranked or just to play for fun, um, join the Discord. Yeah. Or even join the Patreon and then you get some, you know, exclusive access to playing with us specifically and with the rest of the third party nation. Yeah.
1: Discord's popping off right now. It's, it's really, really, it's cool. really cool. Uh, next review coming in from Casey Dot. Love the podcast. Can't wait to see merch and all other things that will come of this. What are some ideas for your merch that are going through your guys' heads? Excellent question. Too many ideas, honestly.
0: Right now, the plan is uh, we have a reward tier on the Patreon that has exclusive merch associated with just the Master and Predator tier. And so that'll come out probably three releases every year, and that'll be very Apex focused. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as we reach a further goal, I think it's a $500 goal on Patreon, uh, we're planning to release kind of the third party merch, and that'll be really fun as well. More brand oriented. Yeah, and really just playing into what Shay and I wear. Uh, a lot of long sleeves,
1: ball caps, hoodies, three quarter zips.
0: And, yeah, perhaps a quarter. The zip.
1: hats are probably the biggest one, though. That'll be one of the first things, most yeah, likely. Yeah, for sure. And
0: you'll get to see it on the stream. Definitely. It'll be just
1: awesome. Hey, worth it. Maybe suited up on the stream, though, because it's, it's all sure. business there. It's sure, all business. Sure, we got to go
0: in, go to work, <laughs>
1: got to clock in.
0: Next review is coming from HCW. Hello, I'm a crypto main and I've been looking for a new play style for crypto. I've been dying a lot more in close range combat, so I'm wondering if long range is the way to go. If you have any ideas, I'm open for changes and suggestions. Thank you. I'll be joining the Patreon very soon. Last thing, have you thought about a YouTube channel? I would definitely subscribe to that.
1: Definitely thought about a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, that's where we're looking at starting our stream coming up shortly. And we'll be posting some videos along there with it. And hopefully in the future, if we hit some of our goals, posting a video version of this podcast for you guys up there as well on YouTube. But yeah, on to the crypto topic. You know, I've been playing a pretty good amount of crypto the last two days in preparation for this episode, uh, in which we're going to dive real deep into crypto. So before we talk about him more later on, I'll just briefly say, in like when you're playing with randoms, I'm much more uh, in that long-range fight capability. Because to use him effectively, you have to communicate hard, like very, very much. And so it's hard to really rely on those uh, submachine guns and shotguns when um, you have no escapability.
0: Yeah, Crypto is such a unique legend, and that's why we're going to be talking about him more this episode. Um, But aside from being unique, probably one of the most difficult legends to play. Definitely. So, you know, if you're struggling with it, do not feel bad about that. It's like the hardest skill cap in the game right now. Um, and kind of the deal with those close quarter fights, that's kind of like a loadout uh, deal. But I definitely never not recommend the
1: G seven Hemlock. Yeah, so, yeah.
0: You know, go for the long range.
1: G seven is uh, growing on me even more so than uh, the Hemlock has been. I don't even know. I go back and forth on those two all the just time. So
0: nice. If you get a sight on it, it doesn't need anything. Like it's so mm-hmm. good.
1: Okay uh next we got a big patreon thank you shout out uh shout out to casey a new jump master uh big shout out for joining the patreon means a lot to us we've already interacted with you a ton on there looking forward to playing some games with you as well in the future uh, if you guys uh, join the jump master or above tier uh, in the next coming week i uh, will shout you guys out on the next podcast thank you for the support so much but with that though let's dive into the news First piece of news is coming from the Reddit user, not a noob gamer, talking about the potential return of Skulltown. Essentially, in the challenges for the uh, quest, there is a legendary achievement titled Return to Skulltown. And it'd be cool. What would you be your reaction to seeing some sort of return to Skulltown, whether it be uh, in like a map rotation, be in the quest of itself, or something else outside of that?
0: I think it's a super fun idea. You know, we got great memories of Schooltown. The whole community uh, really loves it. We really have a great reaction on how King's Canyon has been this mm-hmm. split. I don't think we are necessarily missing Schooltown a whole lot uh, just because there's so much uh, fun new stuff. But I think this is really exciting news and kind of a leak, perhaps.
1: It's always fun to see. uh Skulltown's back in the game for a little bit, whatever it is. For sure, for sure. Next thing, coming from Jason McCord on Twitter, who is a developer at Respawn, talking about how the gold knockdown shield will be removed from the competitive scene of Apex, essentially the Apex Legends Global series and all of their competitive scrims. Uh, The reasoning essentially behind this was that, we talked about in the previous episode, the gold knockdown shield was very much uh, controlling a lot of these late game fights when you have eight squads going into that pinwheel final circle in competitive play and the gold knockdown shield being so important for those placement points and really uh, not rewarding the teams that's actually getting the kills essentially.
0: Yeah, it's huge. This is uh, kind of not exactly what we expected from our last episode. We know we got a lot of reach uh, but we were kind of thinking that they would change the effect on the gold knock shield and that could potentially still happen in the future. Uh, But I think this was a really nice Quick, clean, fix to you know, yeah. the further online tournaments that are going to continue
1: to happen. It was it was cool to see like they you know TSM very big team in North America um, make a pretty big fuss about it and then a lot of other players uh, chimed in as well and you know they didn't really mess around with it. They didn't say hey we're going to fix this and change this. They just took it up. Exactly.
0: Like, I mean, like we said in the last episode, there's thousands of dollars on the line and. This was just something that was not really fair. Like it, it, was, it wasn't skill. It, no, like, it wasn't something they had to test or like. Do yeah. anything. it was just like okay, this doesn't really. This is not really what we want out of the competitive play.
1: You go down, you should go down. Like if you have that purple knockdown shield, that'll save you at times. But you know that's kind of it. And you know in those competitive games, nobody's getting that uh, res no. self res off. So it's no. like I don't think that was ever gonna be a big impact at all. Exactly. Last thing is also coming from Jason McCord, essentially talking about how crypto is going to be uh, potentially one of the next legends to get a buff. He did say it was a long way out, but that the devs are really talking about him specifically right now. Very cool to see. We're going to talk a lot about crypto today and looking at some changes and such. But you were very uh, intrigued by just the long way out kind of phrasing of his tweet and stuff like. Who knows what that could mean?
0: I have no idea. You know, they started working on LOBA in October of 2018. Yeah. So
1: before the game. Yeah. Their
0: long term view uh, is kind of scary to me just because I know they're working 10 years ahead right mm-hmm. now and working into, you know, season eight, season
1: nine. We'll, we'll definitely see like Octane, I assume before crypto. But, you know, yeah, that's hopefully kind of what it initially sounded like. Hopefully we'll see uh, crypto get some sort of change in the near future. Um, that's it for the news though. We recorded this episode a couple days earlier than we normally do just for other reasons. Um, and so, you know, if any news comes out over the course of this weekend or Monday, Tuesday, uh, we'll talk about it on the next podcast. Uh, watch out on June 18th, EA play potentially uh, release of a collection event trailer. If they don't surprise us and drop it out of nowhere on Tuesday. With that though, let's get into the main topic for the day and kind of talk about crypto and looking at some changes that could potentially be made to him as a legend Uh, he is a legend that henry and i are very interested in because of his potential to really uh, shift the meta that we play in right now Uh, so much camping at this point caustic watson really dominating the upper levels of competitive and you know the people i've seen playing gold as well like it's very prominent there as well and you know, he kind of came in, I think, with this purpose of like, okay, we, we brought in Watson. Now we're going to introduce crypto. Crypto obviously is a very direct counter with that ultimate, uh, destroying the, all the traps. Not really the ultimate, though, unless you ult it twice. Yeah. And it seems like he kind of fell short, though, in this. And legends are meant to kind of balance each other out. And he's like trying to do it, but can't. And so because of that, this camping meta is really, really dominant at this point.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we spoke about that in our Ranking the Legends for season five. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted crypto to be this uh, kind of opposite to Watson and to kind of work to go against this camping and break up uh, kind of buildings, but isn't quite there. It's not really like a a one-on-one counter out like uh, some other legends are. Mm -hmm. and. I just think that it's exciting to talk about crypto, exactly like you said, because he just has this potential to rattle play as it is right now, and to not only like break up the the Caustic Watson, but to also just kind of add to that offense, like Mm -hmm. not so much uh, sitting back, but really pushing people. And I think that it's definitely fun, and hopefully, it will happen in the mainstream soon. Yeah,
1: and talking about currently where crypto is at uh crypto is a legend that is incredibly difficult to play with randoms at this point because with that ultimate and that tactical uh you really need to communicate with your team and unfortunately crypto can put you in a position where your team is taking two on threes and so playing with you know a wraith or something if you're on mics with a wraith and timing that portal then with the ultimate or something is really a big big uh help compared to these randoms where you'll go into your drone and be like, hey, I'm trying to help, trying to figure out how many teams are around this, where people are. You come back out of your drone, your team's 100 meters away and dying.
0: It's really brutal. And I think on both sides, it can be hard. You know, if you Mm -hmm. are a crypto main, it's hard to play pubs because people aren't, you know, at that same pace. They won't protect you while you're in the drone or they'll just ditch you and won't even accept the intel that you want to give to them. And then on the other side of that, if you're playing with a random crypto, I think that's one of the worst legends to play with random just because they're stuck playing on their Game Boy half Mm -hmm. the time. And it's just really hard to be like, okay, I'm pinging out enemies and you're pinging out enemies like halfway across the map. Mm -hmm. Like, let's focus in on where we're at. Oh, you're dead. We're all dead.
1: But I know I'm going to try to balance you out because you're very negative on crypto in general and with all right to be. I don't think he's an amazing legend. But I enjoy playing him as well, and I think we've also had some very good uh, abilities when partied up to be able to really use those uh, ultimates to really destroy some teams, especially if we have full party and you know, you and someone else are pushing. And uh, if you can hit everybody for 50 and slow them, that's going to be a huge advantage. And one of the keys with crypto is when that ultimate, you got to really know that range so you can essentially activate it as close as you can to yourself without yeah. damaging yourself
0: and that's a finesse that's the kind of practice thing there's not a whole lot of uh hud that gives you that space no hud
1: at all but yeah let's talk about a little bit about where crypto fell in our rankings yeah um crypto's passive he came in at last uh essentially crypto doesn't have a passive really
0: yeah Neuralink is, is the name uh, what of what they say it is um it pretty it's much great.
1: it's like it Whatever Crypto sees through his drone, the teammates get those pings as well. I don't get it. Like Watson's tactical does not uh, involve her like teammates seeing the fences, pings, and stuff. So like, why is that Crypto's... Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's, we
0: just never like... And in our rankings, this was kind of a reoccurring thing, we never like when any of the abilities rely on other abilities. Like, mm-hmm. if each... Passive, tactical, and ultimate is distinct, that's gonna most likely be a pretty strong legend in our rankings. Mm-hmm. But the fact that kind of crypto's passive is a needed component is in unity in his tactical yeah. just means that we I couldn't give him points, you know, for that passive. Especially
1: when, you know, we have his tactical ranked as the third worst and yeah. Partially because it takes you out of the fight. And so if you're not playing high communicative game, with people and you know really speaking to them and you go into the drone without them kind of what we've been talking about on that like it just sucks to play with randoms you're just you're really limiting your team's ability and when you compare that to other uh abilities like getaways and all kinds of aggressive things as well it's just not as good
0: yeah and just talking a little bit more about the tactical as much as you know you've been liking it and we've had some success with using Mm -hmm. the drone for intel purposes It couldn't rank very high on our rankings because it can get shot down pretty easily. It can be countered by smoke Mm -hmm. and the view of it is really tough to use and requires you to not even have your gun up and be, you know, face down on a screen to really maximize its effectiveness.
1: And maybe I'm a weird crypto player, but I don't really use the drone honestly that much except to... If I know we're in a super safe spot and we don't know where a team is, but we know they're nearby, like yeah. use it to find them there or look, just look at the banners real quick to see how many squads are in the vicinity. Outside that's of that, a really though, cool ability. yeah, that's a cool ability people. too. But outside of that, it's just like to use the ultimate really. And I'm not use I'm not ever sitting in that drone just flying around like so many freaking random cryptos I feel like do in public lobbies when there's nobody around, you know? Yeah.
0: It's kind of, I think it's a bad habit for cryptos to be doing to kind of just go on long range scouting Mm -hmm. missions. Um, But also that being said, we probably won't touch on it very much, but in that tactical being able to retrieve banners is something that a lot of people get really excited about. Um, I know that in season five, uh, with the release of LOBA, that some people were speaking about how LOBA's ultimate should have the ability to retrieve banners. Yeah. And that would kind of conflict with uh, Crypto's kit. Uh, and that's, that's a nice thing. Uh, in my opinion, which is kind of a harsh opinion, <laughs> it's hard to give those, uh, those ranking points for abilities that require your teammates to be eliminated.
1: Yeah, like we ranked so, Mirage's to, uh, passive really low in our uh, previous, previous rankings just because it was like you had to be dead to get any use out of it. Yeah, And that's not the ideal way for an ability to be activated. Maybe like like a handful, dozen, a dozen times I've probably used it over the course of a lot of games. A then. lot of games. So it's like, it's, it's just something where it's like, eh, it's okay, it'll help you in certain random situations, but it's just not a big enough selling point to... Yeah,
0: it's not as exciting yeah. as others.
1: But right now, uh, looking at his ultimate though, his ultimate ranks as our 10th best i tried to go positive with the outlook got him right 10th best. best right between uh, mirage and bloodhound um and part of that is just because of the difficulty in using the ultimate um i personally think that from a team comp standpoint you have to have a wraith with you to like use the ultimate effectively because you're gonna be behind the team and unfortunately mm-hmm. I mean, your teammates will go into a two-on-three, and even though they've all lost 50 shields, it's still a disadvantage to be in that two-on-three. So unless you have that wraith portal uh, to bring you right into that fight after you get out of the drone, it's just uh, not good enough as an ultimate right now.
0: It's really tough. And also, not only is the placement and the execution and getting to the fight uh, fast enough is a problem, but also the other side of that If you are attacking a Watson or a Caustic and you're Mm -hmm. able to destroy their traps or fences, it's so easy to just put them back up because you have such a delay in between that attack. So it's like the ultimate could be good. It has all this potential. Mm -hmm. Like It does do something. You get good damage on the shields, but are you really breaking up a defense when a Caustic can then just instantly put down three more traps and Mm -hmm. block all the doors again? in execution it's just extremely difficult right now
1: we've seen way too many uh, times especially in ranked where we'll get emp'd and be able to fully throw down traps and heal up before we even see somebody nearby i think the best use of this ultimate is pretty much if your team is already in that fight like like if you guys are on the roof and the crypto can activate that ult and so then the teammates can drop in like You have to be shooting these people while they're slowed by an arc star, essentially, to actually see any huge impact. But when used correctly can be so good. And that's why I think crypto interests us so much.
0: Yeah. And, you know, full transparency, Shay and I are very much in to ranked Apex Mm -hmm. at the moment. When we play uh, public games, and we did this morning, crypto's ultimate just dominates people yeah. because if you can do it quickly and be very aggressive they are not only stunned but they are hitting a battery while you're shooting at them can't even, it's just how many over.
1: times have we shot at people that are mid-healing it's like, over yeah. like
0: really if you are getting attacked by crypto and you're in the open you're not protected by a building mm-hmm. i wouldn't recommend you know if you don't know where they are just healing because It could be Henry and Shea coming at you with our 9 You don't even know know. at
1: that point. But, you know, overall, Crypto still ends up ranking as our second worst legend. And honestly, as many uh, kind of problems I think we have with his kit, he's not that bad. None of the legends are horrible right now. Everybody's fun to play. I've been joking with Henry that my best games of the season have come with Octane and Crypto. And it's true. Two of what a lot of people consider to be the worst legends in the game, and it just doesn't matter if your gunplay is there. So just like enjoy the legend. And I love Crypto's character um, mm-hmm. and his design and stuff. I he is one of my favorite skins in the game right now. It's a recolor of the Hitman one, essentially the Hired Gun, I think is the name of it. And it's like a green Saint Patrick's vibe. I think it looks awesome, and that's like the main reason I play him. Uh, and so you know. Have fun with it. But I want to talk a little bit about crypto buffs.
0: Yep, that's the main event. The main
1: event of the day. How do we know. make them better? We've seen a lot of ideas, a yeah. lot of ideas floating around. And so Henry and I really dove through everything we could find on Twitter, uh, random news articles and stuff. And we pulled out what we thought was realistic. There were a lot of ideas, you know, that were just too broken. Like that's the hard thing with these buff ideas. And even some of the ones we'll say today, it's like, how do you balance these people? Cause like I saw a couple people on Twitter talking about how crypto needs to deal hundred damage per shield. Like, that's just an ultimate that deals three hundred damage, that's just too much. And like I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Point. It's like,
0: just really nuts. Especially when it can go through walls and cover. It's just that will be so abused and is not even gonna be
1: tested. In the game, like uh-huh. it's
0: not even well a decent enough idea to get into respawn. We're trying to get some ideas that stick.
1: Yeah, and I think um, overall, one of the most uh, prominent ideas out there, and we'll talk about it a little bit, is this idea and concept of throwing the drone ahead and it being autonomous in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at crypto in that technolo- in that tracker thing, uh, we don't like. They're not going to buff him and have him. Do the same thing that Bloodhound does. His tactical is not going to be meant to do the same exact objective as Bloodhound. If there's overlap there, then there becomes this dichotomy of like, why play Bloodhound when you can play Crypto? Yeah. And that's kind of the hardest thing, I think, when buffing Crypto and looking at some ideas for him.
0: Exactly. And a bit of a sidebar to interject, we really like playing Bloodhound and Crypto. Yeah. Because... Crypto kind of has this longer range recon, mm-hmm. and Bloodhound can kind of confirm that intel with the close range. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we definitely want to talk more about this sort of autonomous drone usage. You mm-hmm. know, right now we see mirages. Uh, decoys as being very much interacting like Mm -hmm. you can send them forward you can you know make them mirror your movement that was a
1: big thing for this game though just to introduce that AI concept in a way and like that the game has the capability to make that so now it is a possibility yeah so
0: being able to have multiple buttons to push based off one ability is something that is very exciting and something that could perhaps work with the drone to either give it some sort of panning feature to kind of guard your back and pan left to right to kind of scan uh, a flank or in front of you, um, or to kind of go ahead and just scan long range in an area. Mm -hmm. Um, Hard to to say if that would come into the game, but it's definitely a cool idea. Yeah. Let's look at some passives
1: first. So these are some of all the ideas we pulled. We'll go by passives, then an overall kit that we saw and then just some other random ideas that either Henry and I thought of or we found on Twitter, essentially. Uh, The passives, first one, one that's been leaked a lot of times, we'll see the animations already in the game, and that is giving Crypto the ability to scan survey beacons. Survey beacons are so good. And I think Henry and I state this a ton on this podcast, and we still see So many people not taking advantage of this because knowing where that ring is going to shrink and knowing where the high ground is and stuff is one of the reasons we love Pathfinder so much. It's
0: huge. You know, a lot of uh, streamers have played Pathfinder. They might be taking a break uh, from him right now because of kind of the changes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm sure they'll circle back around. This is something that typically people don't use in public games just because they don't really care. Yeah. About rotating, uh, smart. But if you're like, if you do not care about kills as much, and you want to be win. the champion, if you want to win, if you want to win, this is the best passive in the game to get you to win. Mm-hmm. It honestly is like, even if you are down a teammate by yourself, like getting this intel, like having two rings ahead, you're potentially five minutes ahead of the last team, and now you know where. The power position is going to be for that end circle. It's massive. It's huge. If this does come into the game and affects crypto, we will definitely be re-ranking. It will be huge.
1: It will be a huge re-ranking. This is potentially that buff that could seriously shake up competitive as well as you know what we're seeing right now. And you know the survey beacon is just huge. Can't say it enough. Uh, If you disagree. Uh, please explain to us why because oh my we love the survey beacon we live and die by the survey beacon in the predator lobbies like it's exactly how we play we dictate our entire drop patterns around the survey beacons i have a freaking map in my room right now that has the locations of every potential survey beacon location on king's canyon and i'm working on the world's edge one right now henry and i are big fans of the survey beacon Might have to go on some merch so people can finally get their mind through it.
0: Might have to, folks.
1: It's a big deal. We love it so much. But let's not go on and on. Yeah. Let's not go on and on. Do you have one more thing you want to say? Well, if you don't
0: want to use use the survey beacon, listen, I respect. You want to just get the kills, chase gunfire. You don't have time to spend eight seconds to get critical intel in order to win the game. (laughs) That's fine. I'm also okay with it because we're playing in pred ranked lobbies right now. And when we scan the beacon, and then we rotate quickly to get the power position for final shrink, there is no one around. Yeah, we never have to contest. We never have to fight for the best position, and we are placing top five every single game with the survey beacon. We're starting to it's talk about, about ranked,
1: and that's uh, we're going to cover that soon yeah, as well on this I get episode. Get distracted with the survey beacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Next kind of a buff idea is being able to reuse respawn beacons that have already been used. Very cool concept. Kind of comes back to what you were talking about earlier in that it's cool, but like if it requires your team to be dead, it's obviously not an ideal ability.
0: Yeah, this is uh, also a potential idea for a side grade for Lifeline. Yeah. Um, it's been thrown out there uh, for both these legends. Interesting, not super exciting. I think that's
1: it. Okay. Now we're going to go over a full-fledged concept uh that's been floating around and it's probably one of the ones I've seen pick up the most steam at least around social media with the passive uh being off the grid, so it can't be detected by scans or digital threats. Very cool idea.
0: This is cool as heck.
1: And it, it kind really of makes sense with Apex and with the lore behind crypto as well in that he is like this hacker, technological genius. Would be really cool. Yeah. It
0: I really like this, not only because I think, you know, the digital threats, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. We're seeing more and more use of digital threats because of caustic. Yep. Um you know, a lot of people in the community say digital threats, worst ever. Love but digital threats. You just gotta like commit to it. It's fine. <laughs> but I also like this idea a lot because Bangalore's smoke cancels out the drone's vision. Mm -hmm. Bloodhound scan and ultimate cancels out the smoke. And so it'd be really nice if there was a counter to that Bloodhound scan to kind of close that trifecta of
1: countering abilities. You know, very interesting because Respawn has literally said and I've seen devs on Twitter say they don't want legends to counter other legends directly. But I'm like, they already do, man. They do. They already counter is, each other directly, yeah. like, incredibly hard. And so, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you completely. It'd be cool to see. Uh, it's kind of like a, what's cold-blooded in COD. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be cool. Um, it makes sense to me.
0: I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be nice. Um, and to kind of be able to also counter other cryptos mm-hmm. is cool. You know, revenant can silence other revenants, which caustic is kind of a neat idea. Run
1: through other caustic.
0: Yeah, and so just kind of fleshing out crypto a little bit more to achieve its potential, I think, is something that could be achieved with this passive. Almost,
1: we got some other cool ideas, though. So let's dive into the tactical. Tactical of this uh, concept, same drone, uh, same workaround, but then it also adds the ability to double tap to launch the drone in the direction you are facing. Very yeah, so- broad idea kind of like this large just outgoing uh scan yeah and that's why i don't think this will be something we see uh personally at yeah. least but i i think that it is
0: not super likely just given the the relation to bloodhound mm-hmm. but let's take a look at the ultimate
1: ultimate's the exact same emp as yeah. it is um real quick i'll say the emp idea that i've thrown around so much and we saw it in trailers, um, and so I thought it was going to be a thing in that like he can activate the ultimate uh, without being in the drone, just like an EMP off his back, and hope it wouldn't hurt him. Um, that would be the idea. I wonder if that's too good, you know, hitting everybody around you with an arc star off the bat pretty much, uh, but you know you look at caustic and caustic's not affected by his gas, in fact, he goes into Beast of the Hunt when he's in the gas yeah. um. I don't think it's too crazy. I think it would be something that gives him the ability to not have to rely on separating himself from the team to use his abilities. And it would be something that I could see very much pushing him up, especially in late game situations. If people are riding the edge of the zone in those round six, round seven pinwheels, then you hit them with an arc star and they get caught in that round seven zone for like two more ticks, potentially dead at that point. Yeah, it could be huge. And talking about
0: kind of where this crypto EMP fits—is mm-hmm. it more like a Bangalore or a Gibraltar ultimate, or is it more like a caustic ultimate? Yeah, very tough to say because it doesn't hurt teammates. Mm-hmm. Caustic ultimate doesn't hurt teammates, but it does hurt yourself, like, like the, Gibraltar the Bangalore. Bangalore. So it's like, where does it fit? Is it? Too good to be able to sit on top of a building and ult them and not take damage and like just have free fifty damage on them, Mm -hmm. or would it completely break the game if crypto didn't take damage and could be that close? It's tough because right now Mm -hmm. we see like Caustic is kind of breaking the game. Yeah. So where is the line? They're not afraid to break the the game. Where's the line? Yeah. I I, I'm not quite sure. It's very interesting. But some other fun ideas about crypto. Um, one that I like that's just off the dome is thinking about different abilities on this drone as a tactical Mm -hmm. The drone is very loud. Oh, it's so loud. Now, what if you could use the drone as a distraction? Oh, like it had gunfire or footstep audio that would play over the speakers and you could send it in one direction and it could distract people. That'd be cool. Kind of neat. That'd be cool.
1: We love creating chaos.
0: And then my other idea is with the ultimate, we see it used to, you know, break up those Watson fences, mm-hmm. but Caustic and Watson can pop them back up so quickly. What if there was a silence attached to this ultimate that kind of just stopped people from using their tacticals mm. for maybe not 20 seconds like Revenant, because that would be unfair maybe and Revenant's unfair. even like unfair. five. Like, if there was a delay of, you know, any amount of seconds, I think that would be nice on top of the stun, just to actually break defenses and not just stun them and then wait 10 seconds until the team shows up.
1: That's a cool idea. I like that. I think the other one that's been floating around a lot is this idea of a follow mode on the drone. Kind of going back to that autonomous drone thing. Yeah. I think a follow mode, something that kind of protects your back, is much more realistic than a drone that can get thrown out in any direction to go scan a long range. Um, I wonder how good it would be. Like, I I worry as
0: well. You know, the reliability of the drone right now, I think, is tough. Like, mm-hmm. at what range uh, in game does it really pick people up? I would be kind of cautious to say, "Oh, we got a drone on our six. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we're gonna know if people are coming up behind us." Yeah. It, it, I would still be scared so I'm not quite sure. They could make it good though. They could make it good. I think we're really just good.
1: saying if it was the same yeah. drone capability as it was right now it wouldn't be the best essentially. And we've seen
0: a lot of love uh shown Bloodhound's way mm-hmm. with not only the cooldown but with the the radius the rate, of like scan. that so,
1: Bloodhound tactical has changed completely from what it was when we first started playing this game. Word. Uh, The next cool idea, I really like this one, and this is coming from Reddit. I don't know the user, so I'm sorry if you guys uh, know who it is or if you are the listener by any chance. uh, Please send us a message on Instagram or Twitter. Make sure to throw you some credits in the mentions below. Um, And that is the idea of essentially scanning the survey beacon but not taking Pathfinder's ability and instead of uh, seeing the next ring location for an allocated amount of time seeing hotspots on the map of where people are where the most teams are giving yourself even if it's like 30 seconds the opportunity to plan your route to rotate and so you can be like okay uh, i scanned the survey beacon there's very red area in salvage and so we're going to avoid salvage when we rotate through we're going to rotate up through gauntlet instead or something very cool concept. Super cool.
0: Really cool Intel ability. I like that it's attached to the survey beacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could also be used for aggression too. Yeah, like oh well, yeah, yeah yeah. We we're going for a twenty. We know right now that there's five teams end at Cage. Mm-hmm. Let's go.
1: Yeah, I like it. I think it'd be really cool. That's it's probably one of my favorite buffs I've seen because something we've talked a little bit about is. With the addition of potentially being able to scan Survey Beacons for Crypto and Bloodhound, what does that do to Pathfinder? You and I both love Pathfinder's character. We don't want him to take any more L's than he already has since the beginning. And so if like he can retain that ability rather than everyone else getting it, yeah. that's kind of cool. But still being able to have that Survey Beacon function for just more than one legend would be kind of nice.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Next couple ideas were drawn from Twitter. Just random comments, mentions. First one being that the drone should be able to respawn teammates on its own. Cool.
0: It's cool. And, you know, right now the fact that the Mirage can respawn while invisible mm-hmm. kind of pays the way for something like this, I honestly.
1: this would be better than, uh, you know, reusing beacons. Like, yeah. if you could not put yourself in as much danger. Yeah. I mean, how many times are you going to, you know... Then at that point, pull it off. And I
0: don't think it'd be OP at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like people already push those beacons. And so now you're saying you can push the beacons and the one person respawning that has the gun and armor isn't going to be there to defend. Like, tough. It's not broken. So I, I could see it. Next thing being very cool idea. And that is, you know, throwing up the autonomous drone and then redirecting it with pings.
0: I like this a lot.
1: We love the ping system. We're big fans over here. And so being able to control that ping system, uh, control the drone with the ping system would be really cool.
0: Yeah. If you could double tap to launch the drone mm-hmm. and then single tap to reposition it, be cool. I'd be It'd I'd be, be a fan. really
1: cool. It'd be cool to see how it would work too because like a big part of the drone is which direction it's facing and stuff yeah. and how do you control that as well yeah. uh, in there, maybe D-pad or something like in a way. Maybe
0: D-pad and similar to Mirage, mm-hmm. like it mirrors your facing. Ooh, that'd be cool. So if you like go... Uh, left on the D-pad and then you rotate wherever mm-hmm. you want to see. It could be super cool.
1: That could be cool. Next thing, give the drone just overall better sight. You know, let it see further, have it be more reliable and really yeah. pick up everyone. Maybe give it like a telephoto lens, like mm-hmm. very wide zoom, angled lens and zoom. And so like being able to yeah. see further, wider, just overall increase in the capability of the drone as it is right now. Uh, this is something I could see. Uh, I really like it for sure. Yeah. Last but not least, you know, crypto's a hacker. We don't see a lot of hacking in his kit. And so being able to hack things, you know, outside of the survey beacon that we've already talked about at length, uh, but looking at potentially hacking care packages. And so, you know, if you get to a care package, Kraber pops up and you don't want the Kraber, you hack that care package and that turns into a devotion. That could be really cool. Reroll is good. Reroll is cool.
0: Another hack potential is to booby trap things. Yeah. You know, booby trapping supply bins, care packages, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be like a grenade that would kill people if they open it, but at least 25 or something really good, like trap delay.
1: Yeah. I mean, if then you're thinking of combos, like, hey, I am going to throw this lifeline package down, but we're going to booby trap it and we're going to sit on top of this team. It could be really fun. I love hacking in general, Um, you know, on that topic, you know, respawn beacons. That was another thing they talked about hacking. Be kind of mean, so you know if the team's already down a player or two, then hit them with like a stun and damage, kind of a little mean. Yeah, and then be kind of mean. Last but not least, hacking doors. Like we've seen doors be locked uh, in this game, and so if you know if you can make a door be locked and so that it has to be kicked down rather than like you know just being blocked, could turn crypto into some sort of that like defensive ish legend as well, which could be kind of cool.
0: Yeah. And potentially maybe even not being able to be kicked down for yeah. like a set duration. Yeah. If you could lock this door for five minutes or something or five seconds.
1: All right. Five uh, minutes. That'd be cool. Five minutes. <laughs> just let them die in the zone. You know, I think that was most of the ideas we talked yeah. about. Um, I think a lot of these ideas are good. I think we'll see some sort of combination of something. You know, we talked a lot about Mirage buffs before he actually got buffed and we didn't see coming what they did. And I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happened with crypto. Um, But, you know, I think for Henry and I, we look at crypto as something that could really shake up meta. And right now this meta is somewhat frustrating and ranked at least. And so being able to change that and making crypto be what he was supposed to be, I think, out of the package.
0: Yeah. He came into play. Uh, as kind of a a cleanup job on what they did with Watson, Mm -hmm. you know, to be able to counter that crazy defensive gameplay. And so I think it could be really cool to have him rise up and be what he was intended to be.
1: He gets some hate right now. So it would be cool to see him get some love for sure. That wraps up our, you know, crypto topic though for the day. If you have any crypto ideas that you guys are interested in sharing, you know, hit us up in DMs, discord or something, let us know. And, Now we're going to dive a bit into talking about ranked and explaining ranked in general. And so I think we have some couple key things we want to talk about. You know, this isn't going to be the deepest team composition, like every detail of how to play a certain way, um, but just some overall general thoughts. And let's start a little bit about just ranked on console versus PC. And I'll let Henry start for that one.
0: Yeah. So this is an interesting uh, point of... Comment, I think. Uh, When we're talking about ranked and kind of how to play ranked, how to look at ranked, Mm -hmm. um, we talk a lot about skill based matchmaking in public versus what ranked is. But looking at ranked currently on console, a lot of people are observing that it's harder than on PC. Mm -hmm. And some of the rationale behind that is that although the player base is split pretty evenly between PlayStation and Xbox, compared to PC. Um, A lot of the pro players play on PC. Mm -hmm. It's how the Global Series is played. And they're kind of all concentrated at the top of these ranked lobbies. It's kind of like everybody else and then just the TSM players and kind of craziness up top. But on console, it's a little bit more spread out with more good players at the top of ranked.
1: There's a lot of players you've never heard of. That are really, really good on console.
0: I can confirm like Unshaped
1: Bear and Haywire Grant. I can confirm <laughs> that.
0: People that aren't streaming that definitely got this game unlocked, they're out there on console, uh, for sure. Not quite sure about PC, can't confirm. But uh yeah, I think I'd I- love to
1: dive into PC someday.
0: Someday it's a goal.
1: It'd be crazy to have to like relearn this game. Essentially, like I've never really played shooter mouse and keyboard. I think we have accounts on PC Mm because we had like gaming laptops for a little bit. So hard. So respect to all the PC people out there. You know, and this is a tangent. We're going on a tangent right now. Okay. Get along for the ride. You know, a lot of talk about there about controller versus mouse and keyboard, you know, aim assist and stuff. They're both hard. They both have advantages, they They both have disadvantages. You know, please don't hate on the other, Um, you know, if a mouse and keyboard, if cross play ever comes and a mm-hmm. mouse and keyboard player kills a controller player, please don't just say like, oh man, they have the best movement in the world. It's not even fair because then mouse and keyboard people, you know, if they get killed by a controller player, uh, you know, they're saying, oh, you have aim assist, which is a bunch of BS and stuff like both have advantages, both have disadvantages, yeah. both great players on both. and. We've seen a couple of controller players crack into the global series and stuff, so. And do well. And do well. So it's cool. I mean, we're obviously going to favor the controller as we've been controller people our entire lives. That's what's up. But I got complete respect for the mouse and keyboard. That is so hard. So hard.
0: Word. So I think speaking a little bit about kind of what the meta is right now in ranked, um, you know, we know what, competitive is we know that public is very even right now all Mm -hmm. legends are welcome all legends are good you can win games with whatever in post to be honest uh but in ranked we see a lot of repetitive team comps and a lot of repetitive legends uh so what what are those really
1: so there's a pretty top tier there's a top tier of legends in apex right now in those top tier lobbies and real quick i will just say our Our experience, at least on Xbox, and I'm pretty sure it's similar on PlayStation, is once you hit Diamond 3, you get into those quote-unquote Predator lobbies. And it's just a whole other ballgame at that point. You go from playing in Plat, Bronze, with a couple Diamond people sprinkled in there that are Diamond 4, playing against Masters, Preds, and they don't miss. And you you go from round 1 ending, and there being 10 squads left, to round 1 ending, and there being 18 squads left. Uh, end games are not even close to the same not no no, not exaggerating at all this is the world we live in it's crazy um it really changes how you played but in those lobbies we see team compositions essentially caustic being mandatory at this point for those end games he those gas bombs dominate and it kind of sucks to be another legend uh, at that point in those late game shrinks uh gibraltar being very key in there as well. You know, he offers a lot of great abilities, resing, attacking, defense, um, wraith movement, you know, that portal, and just being really good in fight, having the invincibility to get away, uh, and then having the small hitbox. Uh, Pathfinder as well. Uh, beacons, zip lines to take high ground. And then last but not least, you know, Watson. Watson really defines the very tippity-top global series Not as much so in these lobbies, but we still see a whole ton of her. That ultimate is amazing. Uh, Really dictates a lot of end fights. If you can get a good Watson ult up, uh, you're going to be safe and really go for those placement points as well.
0: And something that I think is important to mention as well is last season, Watson a lot more uh, prevalent in these Mm -hmm. upper ranked lobbies. And I think that it's something to be said uh, with the changes to caustic that this season... People in these upper ranks do not want to get into a pinwheel. They don't want to be in a late circle, um, and so they're being more aggressive. They don't Mm want to camp on a corner or a high ground because they need to get out there and kill Caustics because they don't want to die to a Caustic in the the late game.
1: Yeah, Caustic dominates this right now. The fact that he doesn't affect the teammates anymore, which is what really held him back because he offers this ability to be defensive and offensive. Yeah. And so that's just the thing that versatility is so important. It's why we love Gibraltar as well. Cause he can be defensive and offensive. Um, and so don't mess with those big boys. Those big boys will really, really, uh, give you some trouble. But yeah, I think we're going to dive a little bit now into just the overall ranked breakdown and the math behind it. Uh, what rank points, uh, come when, and I'll let Henry take that away as our math guy.
0: Yeah. Jay and I are currently <laughs> pursuing, uh, Degrees from a university. So we <laughs> often uh, talk a lot about mathematics. And the math behind ranked is kind of just ice cold facts. It's crazy. Um, you know, you're in bronze. You got free entry costs. Mm-hmm. All good. Silver, 12. Gold, 24. All fine. And you get into plat with 36. That's something. Yeah. Then oh, diamond man. is 48. You're going negative 50. In every single game you go into. So if you die off drop. You just lost about half. Of what a really good game is. So Mm -hmm. you need to be consistently doing. Really really good games. If you ever want to die. Right off the drop. Mm -hmm. And then master and pred are both at 60 entry costs. But we're not really going to speak on. How to be a pred We're not going to
1: speak on how to be a pred.
0: But a little bit more math. Then we'll move on to fun stuff. If you want to break even as a platinum ranked player and you want to have no kills. You just kind of want to camp it out or get to high position and strategically observe a target-rich environment. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's not camping. (laughs) Uh, You need to get fourth place to do that. Pretty hard to get fourth place, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, if you have one kill, uh, you can be in sixth. Uh, Two kills, you could be in seventh. And then if you're not Getting into that top 50%, if you're an 11th team or higher, uh, you have to get four kill points. Uh, just, just to, to break, break even, even folks. Yeah. Just to break even. So ranked is hard. But don't worry, it gets harder. Because <laughs> in diamond, uh, you have to get second place yeah. if you have no kills. Just to break even.
1: Mm-hmm. This
0: is just to break even. Not so go if you positive. die before this point and you have no kills, you are, you're very much negative. But if you get one kill, don't worry. That's a, that's a decent time. You only have to get fourth place. Fourth place, also very hard. Um, and if you get two kills, then you can get fifth place. Two kills is honestly a lot in ranked. You don't see a lot of people. These rotations, especially when you have three people on your team, two kills is kind of a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. But if you max out your kill points, you can break even before... Getting into the top 50%. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive with Diamond. If you can max mm-hmm. your kill points, you don't have to necessarily get the placement. <sighs> and then if you want to be a master, break even, you have to get second place, fourth place with two kills, 10th place with five kills. So you can't, even if you get max kill points, you still have to be
1: if in to the, top the top 50. Yeah.
0: So pl- and really, the takeaway from this is placement matters, like survival matters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then the last bit, is looking into what this max kill points really means. Um, Because that's kind of what you want to do. You want to max your kill points, and then you want to survive. Mm -hmm. But doing that consistently can be tricky because of this. If you want to get five kill points, that means assists and kills, you have to either kill five squads or Mm -hmm. 15 people if all three of your squad mates get five kill points. Um, Or assuming that every kill also awards one of your squad mates an assist, kind of cuts those uh, kill points in half. Mm -hmm. Then you have to wipe three squads in order to max out your kill points. So that's either 25% of the lobby or 15% of the lobby. I don't know what that sounds like to you, but that's a lot of people. And it's kind of hard when you're playing in these master and pred lobbies Mm -hmm. and you're putting the expectation that, okay, we have to take out 15% of the lobby or a quarter of the lobby just to break even yeah hard to do
1: it's hard you know bronze silver gold i think uh those group together very well you'll see a lot of overlap in those lobbies between each other and you can play those very similarly to public lobbies i think we're going to talk about strategies now and if you want to just solely get those points incorporate those once you're into those gold lobbies um but it's really once you hit plat that you should really focus on this stuff and then once you hit diamond three on a console that's when everything that uh, you've ever known goes out the window and you're playing a different game like
0: it's true we and shouldn't go on and on and it's, because, fun, it's, it's fun it's yeah. fun we won't you know dwell too much on this but you have some options you can either push follow dive trails that you think you can beat off rip um You can drop at uh, places of interest, uh, like named locations like airbase. Mm -hmm. People are going to go to those. Or you can play a little bit more passive and go to unnamed locations, loot up, try to rotate smart, use the survey beacon. Please play caustic.
1: Yeah, run Uh, your caustic. You have to. Um, When it comes to picking up those kill points, be smart with those attacks. You know, Try and third party somebody. Hit somebody when they're weak. Hit it when it's a three on two. Don't just be overly aggressive. Don't attack the high ground. Be smart with your positioning. Um, Henry, you've gotten a lot into Watson uh, earlier and you know focusing with being that high ground, playing Watson, sniping. Sniping can really get you that placement. You can pick up some assists occasionally along the way. Um, Yeah. One
0: of the biggest things in ranked is it's set up to have the best players at the top and the worst players on the bottom. And so in order to climb that ladder, consistency is the only thing that matters. So playing the same legend can be crucial. Playing with the same team can be crucial. And just expecting the same thing out of yourself, going the same location, doing the same rotation, using the same weapons, it all
1: kind of helps you to consistently
0: go positive game after game.
1: Something that Henry and I um, value, and in the past, dictated our uh, entire rank play is get to top five you'll pick up your kill points and your assist points once you're in top five we're struggling with that a little bit right now in these really high lobbies in that it's not a guarantee that you're gonna win fights in these top five especially with caustic dominating everything it makes it a lot harder um and so picking up those kill points slightly early and being smart with those attacks can be helpful but placement is still so incredibly important that you don't just want to die, essentially. And, you know, learn from the best players in the game. Watch these Preds, you know, watch them stream um, and see how they play when they kill you. Maybe watch the uh, cam after. And they played incredibly interesting. The best players in this game play whoever they want. They play any legend. It doesn't matter. Uh, We talked about those top-tier legends. You know, we've seen Revenant. We've seen playing Bangalore, Bloodhound, everybody, everybody everybody really is played in those top tier players because what it comes down to in the end is gun skill. We're going to talk a bit about improving uh, your gunplay in an upcoming episode, but for the typical player, you know, playing smart, rotating well, putting yourself in the best position to win uh, is really key.
0: And that wraps up our little explanation of ranked as it is right now.
1: Yeah. This could be something where if you guys tune into one of our uh, streams that we'll start doing in the future, you might be able to catch us on a tangent and see some uh interesting fiery. Yeah. If thoughts. you're wondering
0: like why did Henry and Shay start a podcast? Well, we pretty much talk like this every single game. Yeah. And outside of the game all the time. So we just thought we might buy some mics. I swear. I
1: swear we're friends that talk about other things also. <laughs> like we talk about Star Wars, but you know. That's true. Apex is just so prominent right now. It is. With that though, let's talk about our legend concept. For sure. Awesome concept. Coming from Gabe, Jump Master supporter on Patreon. Shout out Gabe. Big fan. Uh, I'll let you explain the legend concept.
0: Essentially, his Legend concept is take the Prowlers from the Trials and the recent quests, uh, the Trials on World's Edge, and bring them into a Legends kit. Um, Having a Legend with a companion sort of ability is something that we would really like to see. It'd be awesome. We've spoken about it before. It's a really cool idea. Um, If it could be balanced correctly, uh, it could be really awesome uh, to have a kind of pet of sorts, uh, rather than Bloodhound's Raven that isn't in-game or Mm -hmm. Loba's Unseen Wolf. Um, I think this is a cool idea and potentially having like a stalker or a specter Titanfall a Titanfall companion or a (laughs) Titan companion would be good Um, or a prowler like Gabe recommends I think is a cool idea
1: very cool concept would be really cool you know we love the whole kind of plays into this upcoming weeks potentially we'll talk about as soon turrets maybe be coming into the game kind of having this extra helper and fight is just a very very interesting idea
0: yeah and something to at least draw fire away mm-hmm. you know honestly you don't want your your pet prowler to just be a, a meat shield it but is it is something that would be
1: hard though to balance yeah. like balancing is it a tactical is it an ultimate yeah how much health do they have you know it's a tough one for sure i'm sure if they already have something like it in the works they've played hours and hours and hours of it um very very cool idea.
0: And another idea from Gabe is kind of like a tech based legend uh, that allows you to deploy jump towers or mm-hmm. redeploy. This is an idea that people have been talking about for a long, long, long time.
1: It was something that, because uh, when Apex came out, Fortnite was so prominent with yeah. the jump pad, bounce pads, that we thought Octane's jump pad was going to be a redeploy for a while. Yeah. Like we thought that was going to be.
0: Launch pad, it sounded the same. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
1: Very cool. Would obviously be an amazing ability the ability to get high ground at any point um and it would be the best getaway ability in the game from team concept be gone like the only problem with it is sorry's path like that zip line becomes a lot less valuable at that point
0: yeah i don't think shay or i really think this is really going to come into the game ever Mm -hmm. and it's been an idea for such a long time but it just seems a little bit too good and the fact that There's already balloons in the game. Like If you want to rotate, you can. Um, And if you want to get places, you can with the portal or a zipline or a jump pad. So it's like, I don't know if it's necessary and it might be too good. Yeah. But thanks, Gabe, so much for the ideas.
1: Hell yeah. Okay. Let's wrap it up with some questions. First question's coming from Jordan Simons. Hey, guys. I just got back to Apex after taking a break from season three. I've been grinding ranked and worked my way back to Diamond recently. Since then, I have been looking for some extra tips and advanced breakdowns, and that is exactly what you all bring. So glad I found this. I was wondering if you could do an entire episode specifically on lore behind the game. I find it interesting, but it would be cool to have it all in one place. Keep up the good work.
0: Fantastic idea, Jordan. Thank you so much for the review. Um, we will definitely work on putting something out there
1: like this. That'll be a big one. So we'll yeah. have to work on it. Like Definitely put some time into it. Um, Henry and I both love lore. Like we love this Titanfall universe and the spawning of Apex from it. Huge fans. Like lore, to me at least, is the main reason I love this game so much.
0: It really is, and the universe is what sets it apart from you know other battle, battle Royale, yeah. and it, it really makes it the best. I mean, one. I have Sorry. every
1: I have every writer for Apex on tweet notifications. Like any little hint we get is awesome. Yeah. Like. There's a lot of information out there. We could definitely try and do an episode to put a lot of it into one place, but covering everything would be a tall task for sure.
0: And it's also tough to say, you know, where does our content go right now? This is a really awesome idea and a great episode, but now that we're doing two extra bonus episodes every single month for patrons, it's like, where do these great ideas go? that could be a
1: cool patron. It'll be so
0: tough to decide what goes there and what goes here, but super great idea. Thank you very much. Next question is coming from Parker. Uh, awesome podcast! I love this podcast. It's one of the few podcasts about Apex, and all Apex fans really appreciate what you guys are doing. One thing I would love to see is an episode on Pathfinder after his frustrating nerve at the beginning of season five. I could use some pointers on his grapple now that it's used totally differently.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need a full episode to really talk about this. Yeah. Um, you know, Pathfinder. Survey Beacon, still the same. Absolutely amazing. Really good. If you want to look at just that grapple, though, um, essentially his grapple went from being an aggressive mid-fight capability to now it is, do you want to use it to attack and push, or do you want to have it as your getaway? And so you have to make that choice. Most fights are done in 30 seconds or less, and so you're not going to be getting it multiple times. Puts it very much on par with Wraith and Loba from a time standpoint. I personally, uh, being the one that plays Pathfinder, especially in Ranked, I try to save it um, and use it as a getaway if I need it. I think a really good overall rule with Pathfinder and something that's really hard to get your mind wrapped around on and it's hard to do um, is don't use the grapple if it's a place you can walk to. It's It's a lot
0: of restraint needed, honestly.
1: It's hard. and. It's something that like the pros harp on in the global series. Like when we listen into their comms, you'll hear them giving each other a really hard time when it's like, you didn't need to use your tactical there. We could have walked that like really saving it and treating it like it needs to be now and that like it is a one-time ability essentially per fight.
0: Yeah. And it's still, you know, the fastest way to grab high ground. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think using it as that quick high ground grab and that getaway is really the way to go.
1: Last question coming from Izeef. Love the content and your quality insights. I'm new to the game, but currently rocking a 1.6 KD and Silver 3 on PS4. I'm having trouble finding and locking down a main, and I was wondering your opinions on having multiple quote-unquote mains. I know that by playing so many different legends, I am limiting my potential to really lock down and understand one kit, but is there any potential for success playing five or six legends?
0: Yeah, I think this is a really great question that a lot of people most likely have. Um mm-hmm. it's definitely kind of stress to pick that one legend. But in all honesty, I play a few legends for sure. You know, I definitely try to focus on refining Gibraltar and it's nice that I can take him into ranked as mm-hmm. well as pubs. Um but I also play a lot of Lifeline and even Bangalore and Bloodhound. I play a decent amount. And I think it's definitely fun to mix it up. Uh and so I would say don't get stressed about committing if it happens naturally kind of like it did with me, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But if it doesn't, like, who cares?
1: Yeah, I would say, you know, don't play everybody. It's hard to play everybody, obviously. Um, I think the key is having one uh, legend for rank, kind of someone that's just your go-to. Someone that's like, hey, I'm struggling a little bit. I understand this kit, and I can fall back on it. Um, And then, you know, in pubs, like Henry was saying, he has his couple guys, like, I mess around a lot. I probably mess around more than Henry does. Uh, like, I have way too many kills on a lot of different people. Um, but, you know, I play a lot of, like, this season. I, Loba is, like, my, one of my go-tos if I'm ever struggling now in public. And, you know, I always love Mirage. Mirage is really fun right now. Um, crypto as well. I've been playing a lot of Crypto. And then today I got back on the Octrain. So, you know, having five or six is not a huge issue. Yes, you'll run into advantages by having one person you play repeatedly. Um, and so if you want to um, do that, I wouldn't like say that's a bad thing at all.
0: Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a very good knowledge of the game, Yeah, honestly. And if you understand all the legends, and you understand not only the kits, but the roles of all the legends, and mm-hmm. you can be flexible and adapt and fit those roles, then do whatever you want. Play smart, have fun, third party.
1: The game is all about having fun. Yeah. Exactly. And so do whatever is fun. You know, I love challenges. You know, the challenges really make you play some other legends. And that's like my, one of my excuses for trying random people that I never play a lot. But yeah, you know, just play whoever you want. Have fun doing it. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review on Apple Pods with your question. And we'll make sure to answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We try to interact with everyone on there. Check us out on Patreon if you want to support us, and you know, join the Discord as well. It's the Instagram link in the bio. A lot of good activity on there. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey, now another squad coming in. Boom! Whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe
0: tomorrow.